it's Shelly again. Hi. Thank you, Shelly. I love doing love- these with you. Me too. I love it. This one, like this is one of my very favorites. I love this case. It takes a minute to get into the heart of it, but be patient. It is so worth it. Today, we're talking about a sex trafficking case. Uh, I'm torn <laughs> about this one. Yeah. Understandably yeah. so. I yeah. get it. And I call this case Glor to God because my client's name was Glor. Glor. Okay. Glor. Like glory, but Glor. Okay. Glor was charged with seven counts of sex trafficking. A man or a woman? A man. He was 22 years old when I met him. These are federal charges. Each count is punishable by 10 years. This isn't state. This is federal. Does that mean across the state line? Yeah. Can, okay. Pretty and much. were they underage? That was the claim. Yes. Oh, okay. When I got a call on this one from one of my favorite lawyers to work with, he's really good. His name's Randy. So here's the difference between Randy and other attorneys like Jack. Like Jack is grouchy and has a huge ego. Randy doesn't have a huge ego and he's really smart. And smooth. He's, he's like smoother than Jack by far. Oh, by far. And because Randy didn't have a big ego getting in his way, we could do some amazing stuff together. We trusted each other. We, oh man, I loved working with Randy. He was really fun, really smooth. And I'd always laugh a lot when I'd work with Randy. And Randy had called and said, hey, I have this sex trafficking case. Can you help me with it? And I was, at the time, working the biggest case in the state. And it was absolutely consuming all of my time and then some. We were getting ready for trial. And so I told him, I can't do it now. If you could continue the trial for a while until I get done with this, then, yeah, then I'll do it. I didn't think another thing about it. We did the big trial. It took a year. I had another year. That case actually took five years. We'll talk about that on another episode. But when that case finished, as soon as it was done, because that case was front page news every single day. And so Randy called as soon as he saw it was over and he said, you're done. Now I'm ready to have you jump over and help me on the sex trafficking. And I was like, oh, Randy, I just got done with the six week trial plus the prep for the trial. I am beyond exhausted. I The trial had been so stressful. There had been so much injustice in that case, and it was emotionally so exhausting. There were a number of times during trial that I had told the team, the defendant's family and stuff, <coughs> I'm not going to be PI anymore. I can't take it. The stress, the emotions of it, don't call me with another case. I'm hanging it up. Mm-hmm. I'm hanging up my hat and my magnifying glass. Yeah, right. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm checking out. I'm checking out. It was mm-hmm. too much for me. Mm-hmm. And so the minute the trial was over, like the next day I get a call from Randy and he's like, no, no, no. And I love Randy. Good I don't want to you. disappoint him. And he yeah. said, I need you. And I've waited. Yeah. And I said, could you please get a continuance? I haven't slept in weeks, really. Mm-hmm. And he said, I already got one. That's why we're doing it now. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, how much time do I have to prep it? Maybe I can rest in between. I was planning to just head south and, mm-hmm. and rollerblade and play pickleball. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like yeah, this serious. is interfering. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just needed a break. And he said, we have two weeks. Oh, my gosh. To prep for trial, that is like lightning speed. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, like so fast. You know, people see in the movies, there's a murder and then they're in trial the next day. Yeah, <laughs> that or is, even two days later. Right. That is so yeah. unrealistic. Okay. Like the, the trial I just referred to, that it was five years from the time the guy was charged until they got to trial. Gotcha. 
That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Usually it's a year or two. Okay. So for Glore, it had been like a year from the time that he was charged until he was going to trial, and he'd been in jail the whole time. But for me, I just barely got on. Gotcha. For me to prepare a case in two weeks was... And then you're behind the eight ball because you don't have any information. Exactly. I had nothing. So Randy sent me all the discovery. That's the evidence that the government has. We call it discovery. And now everything's digital. So he emailed it to me or I went and picked up a thumb drive. But I get all the discovery and I read through it. And the facts are this. Glore is 22 years old now. At the time that this allegedly happened, he was 18. And they had statements from a girl that he had allegedly sex trafficked. She was 17 and a half years old. Okay. So there was a six-month difference. Right. To me, that's really not, not a mm-hmm. difference between adult and child, especially 18-year-old boys don't seem like adults to me anyway. Right, right. We really watch the ages because mm-hmm. of my career in middle school. Uh-huh. So we're hyper aware of those ages. And yeah. I agree with you. 17 yeah. and a half and 18, they're pretty well the that, same age. Yeah. yeah. And Glore had been abused in his home. Sexually or physically? Physically, emotionally abused. Okay. So he'd been pulled out of the home. He was in the foster care system. Okay. And Sabrina was his friend. That he, She was also in the foster care system. They knew oh, okay. each other. They had been very good friends. Okay. What I learned was Sabrina had been prostituting for some time. Does she have someone that's pimping her out, or was she doing it on her own? Both. Both. Okay. And she she was the 17-and-a-half-year-old? Yes. Okay. The discovery shows that Glor had, they claim that he had taken girls, not just Sabrina, but other girls, but we had a statement from Sabrina in the evidence that he had taken these girls to Nevada, Idaho, and California. So you're crossing state lines. Sure. That certainly qualifies for that. That makes it federal. Yes. Okay. So in the discovery, it also showed there were a bunch of messages that had gone back and forth, correspondence between Glore and Sabrina. There was very little, actually, that involved Glore. This was a big sex trafficking case. They had big arms that swept, and they arrested a number of people that they thought were sex trafficking in Utah. Okay. And these were federal charges. So the federal charges are 10 minimum mandatory. Now, this was a few years ago, right before now President Trump did away with the minimum mandatory, which I can't tell you how happy I am. Because what happened was when we had minimum mandatory in place, it really messed up our justice system. Okay. I can give you an example of case after case where... We had a good argument that this didn't happen. We had a good defense. We had mm-hmm. evidence. But if we're wrong, if the jury doesn't see it, if the jury doesn't believe it, and we're wrong, the risk of that is so great, it could literally mean life in prison for a client. Oh, wow. Okay. So think about, like in Glor's case, here he's looking at seven counts, 10 years That's minimum. 70 years. 70 years. He'd he's 20. 90. Yep. Here he is, like 20, just turned 22 years old. He'd be 92 years old. Right. But the prosecutors often do. They will overcharge it with many counts, knowing that, well, at least if they they acquit acquit, acquit on some of them, they'll at least get them convicted on on one or two, and they'll get 10 to 20 years, even if it's only one or two. Okay. So what happens is it really ties the hands of the defense, because... We would have to be like a positive we could win this case. Right. Or else our options are, hey, we have to nothing to out. lose. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So other, otherwise, defense always ends up pleading cases out. 
Okay. And so the defense pleads cases out all the time, way more than we should. Okay. Way, way more. I used to think that that was a good thing. The more I've lived and the more trials that I've done, the more I say, we should go to trial. Fight right. it. Okay. Fight it. If you have a chance, fight it. Okay. Because... They have to prove it. It's their job to prove these charges. The prosecutors. The prosecutors. And when the minimum mandatory was set up, when that was in place, it enabled them to not do their job where they didn't have to prove it. They got used to not proving it. So a lot of times, in a lot of cases, the feds, the agents, whether it was DEA, ATF, Mm -hmm. whoever it was, Mm -hmm. FBI, a lot of times they would be really lazy in their work because they got used to not being checked up on. If they were going to trial, they'd get used to like, hey, (coughs) this is going to be scrutinized every piece of this. But if they're not going to trial, we're just pleading it out. All those mistakes, if they cheated in areas here or there, all that stuff gets swept under the rug. God, it has, makes it, for slop. It makes work. for really a really sloppy justice system. Okay. And so we end up pleading out all the time. And I, as a defense, and I, I disagree with it. Okay. I really do because I think we would we need to make our justice system work the way it's intended right. to Check work. Check and balance. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So here he is looking at seventy years. Man, we got to be really confident going into this trial because. If, if he serves the time and people think, oh, well, he'll only serve a few years. No, not so in federal. When you serve federal time, you're going to serve 80% of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Wow, That's I did not, not know that. It's not the way it works. Okay. So, and thankfully, the president signed, we've get done away with the minimum mandatories. Okay. But at this time, we didn't have it. So it was a huge, it was like this big obstacle that we were going to have to work around in this sure. case. Okay. So... I've got two weeks to get ready for trial, and I tell Randy, please get me more time. He says he can't. I said, look, I've got no passion left. I'm out. I'm going to be bringing, like, a diminished self to -hmm. this. And he said, he was so sweet. He's like, hey, that's okay. I'll take whatever version of Pamela I can get. Right. Let's do this. And that's a compliment to you, but it still takes, sucks the life out of me. So I said, okay, I read through the discovery. So Randy and I went to jail to go meet Glor. We're checking in the jail. When you check in, I had my notebook and my pen and ready to go in. And they have to look through it. This is a professional visit. We have to make sure you're not sneaking anything in, which, of course, they have to do that. Sure. And we pass through. We're just ready to go. I go to the next guard to get through them. And the woman guard was like, oh. She looks up, and I had my sunglasses on my head. And they were plastic, like, mm-hmm. Maui gyms. They're all plastic. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you have your sunglasses. Like, so, you know how when people get in charge in there? Yeah. I'm in charge, and you're not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I hate stupid rules. That's a problem I have. Mm-hmm. I don't do well with authority. <laughs> <laughs> if it seems stupid to me, I'm like, yeah. What's, mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And so I kind of, like, oh, really? And, okay, so I... Fine, I'll go take my glasses off and put them. I said, don't they eat with plastic forks and knives? Like, how, yeah. how, is, yeah. how no are knives. my sunglasses? No plastic knives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, just a silly little thing. So we get into his pod. When you go to the jail and see someone there, they have all the visits where regular people visit. Then they have a separate booth for professional visits. And oh. sometimes I'll just meet where through the glass with uh-huh. clients. In this case, we were doing a professional visit because we had a fair amount to discuss. And so you're actually in a little room. We're actually in a little room. Gotcha. Okay. They bring Glor into us, and he has, of course, he's handcuffed, shackled, and chained, so he can't lift his hands up very high. And Glor is a black kid. Oh, okay. And he is—he's not—he's—he's he's like very dark black. Okay. 
he's kind of tough with me at first. Randy introduces me. This is Pamela. This is my investigator. I've been telling you we've been waiting for her. She's available. Let's get ready. So I start going through glory. They're charging you with sex trafficking, taking, or women. There were a couple of women they charged him, not Sabrina, two other women, that they claimed that he had taken them over the border to Idaho to prostitute them up there. And he said, no, I didn't. And I don't know exactly if it's just from the discovery that I read or from just getting a feel for someone, but I'm usually pretty good about figuring out if they're telling me the truth or not. And I believed him. He said, I've never been to Idaho before. Okay, uh, that makes it easy. How about Nevada? They say you went to Nevada. Did you take these girls to Wendover, to Vegas, with any intent to prostitute them? And he said, no, I don't even have a car. So did he grow up in Utah? He did. Okay. Yeah, he grew up here. He said, I don't even have a car. And what I learned was, I'd mentioned he met Sabrina in foster care. They were both in foster care. She was six months younger than he was. So we all think he's 18, he's no longer in foster care. But here's how it works, which I didn't understand until learning some of this. In the last foster home he was in, I believe the family he was, the people he was with, were only taking him in for the money. I've run across that in my yeah, education. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. And here, you know, they're bringing in like this 17, 18-year-old kid, and they didn't really want him there, but they wanted the money. They said, okay, we have to feed you three meals a day. That's it. We, that's all we're required to feed you, yep. and you are not going to eat anything other than that. They literally locked the cupboard, every, so he couldn't get any of the food besides that. Man, 17-year-old boys usually eat a lot more than sure. that. He hated it that, at that house. He felt like he was starving to death. He was always hungry, so he thought, well, this is crap, so I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So he ran away from home. Ran away from the foster home. Well, here's how foster care works in our state. If you run away, whether you do or not, the state can actually opt to keep you in their system until you're 21. Oh, I did not know that. So they can be in charge of that person and can really help. Sure. Because it also helps them with, in the right case, it can really help because they can help Mm -hmm. them get in a safe place. Yes. Or, and Mm -hmm. they can help them get in school. I know of situations where they will pay for their schooling. Mm -hmm. And if they have some guidance, it's better, I think, to keep them. Let me help you get on the right path. Yes, exactly. Trying to help them out. He had met her then, but now it's like a couple years past and he's still in the system. He runs away from home because he's like, this is bullcrap. Yeah. I don't. I want to eat more than that. I don't want this be in this house. He runs away. When you run away from a foster home, they issue a warrant for your arrest. Okay. So it's like you're a criminal. So here he's running from the law, and he doesn't have anywhere to go, so he's just couch surfing. Right. Anywhere he can sleep on someone's <clears throat> couch. And get He's food. crashing, mm-hmm. yeah. So in all of the messages that I'm reading in the Discovery, there are all these Facebook messages back and forth between these girls. And it was really educational for me. The way these girls are talking about prostituting themselves mm-hmm. was stunning and sad and shocking to mm-hmm. me. This was like, hey, this is great work. This is how these girls were talking. Mm-hmm. One girl's like, hey, I could... I had a job at Cafe Rio making like 10 bucks an hour, but why would I do that when I can do this? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, because you don't have to do this. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> yeah, to do this. Yeah. Please, let's find you a better option. But the Did way they ever talk about how much they made or yes. anything like that? Yep. For $100, wow. they would 
sleep with someone. Have sleep. Sex. They have sex with someone. It was stunning to me. Like for a hunt, that's not enough money to risk your life and your health and your yeah and, and your everything. And, yeah, and they and would, you don't know who's going to take care you, of you. You or don't abuse or exactly. Yeah, if you're safe. If, mm-hmm. uh, and they would talk in some of these messages. The girls were talking about different pimps that yeah. they were working with. Glore was never mentioned in any of that oh, okay. as one of the pimps. They did mention a couple pimps by name. And then the girls were also talking. These girls were advertising on back pages. Gotcha. Back page, it was the biggest internet. Dark it's, web. It's like a dark web yeah. mm-hmm. where they would mm-hmm. sell their sex. Yeah. In these messages, the, the girls are talking about, here's how you should pose for these mm-hmm. pictures. And of course, the pictures are all in there too. And the girls are wearing very little to nothing in mm-hmm. these pictures advertising, this is my name and I will do this. And yeah, they call yeah. it menu. Yeah, they do. What they'll do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. What the and this are. is what the prices are. And how cheap the prices were was stunning to me because I wouldn't do that. Yeah. You can't afford me. You cannot yeah. afford yeah. me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I am worried. I was like, let me think. Uh, yeah, no. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can find a better way to make a living. Yeah. But there were a couple messages between Glor and Sabrina. At one point, he says to her... Is this still through Facebook yep. or whatever? And it's all part of the discovery. They will seize all, all of this stuff. Okay. Kids think this is my private account. Nothing's, Nothing's private. private. Put it so, out there. Yep. Laura's saying to Sabrina, Hey, you really need to be careful. This isn't a good way for you to make a living. This is really dangerous. You really shouldn't do it. That was like from months before. Then you get to where he is out of the house and he's got a warrant for his arrest. Now he's getting hungry. He's not eating. He, if he thought he wasn't eating in the At awful the foster home, he's really hungry now. So he sends her a, a Facebook message and he says, Hey, do you have anything that you can have me do? I'll protect you or something because I am starving. Okay. I am so hungry. I haven't eaten for two days. I will do whatever it takes to help you. I can protect you. So they use those messages when there's a federal case. They have to take their evidence to a grand jury. Okay. And I agree with the statement that that a grand jury could indict a a ham sandwich. Okay. I agree with that. I've seen some of the craziest stuff. Yeah. And I don't like the grand jury process because the grand jury comes in and the prosecutor presents their case. There is no one from the defense even present. The defense doesn't even know. Like at the time this grand jury was held, Glor had no idea that they were even investigating him and they were holding a grand jury. You have no knowledge of it. It's like this. It's and like it's a secret meeting. It what is that? a secret so meeting. So how is that justice? It's actually in a secret room in the federal cu- courthouse. But how is that part of the justice system? Uh, I, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It just, it doesn't seem right to me. No. In the grand jury, I did hear that, and usually we don't even know anything about what happened in the grand jury. I can't remember. I'm not sure how we knew this, but we knew that one of the grand jurors had a real problem with Glor's message to Sabrina saying, I am hungry. Do you have anything that I can do to protect you? I need to eat. I'll do whatever I can to help so that I can get some food. That was troubling to the juror as it was troubling to me. So here I am in jail going through the case. And I said, did you go to Nevada? And, he's, and then he explains, I don't have a car. Okay. Now I'm still thinking maybe you like, borrowed some. Yeah, maybe you and I said did you borrow someone's car? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And he said, "No, I don't, I don't even have a driver's license." Okay. Oh, <laughs> have Houston, you, we have a problem. We have a problem. I said, "Have you ever had a driver's license?" No. Okay. All righty then. How about California? They say that you took Sabrina to California and there was a guy there named Kurt. Did you go to California? 
And he said, no, I didn't go to California. I didn't do that. Although I had totally believed him and it felt like he was telling me the truth on the other two, on Idaho and Nevada, when we got to California, I was like, something, it, I don't know what it was exactly. It was, but a my, tone, a my, comment, something. the way he phrased it. Yeah, my gut, and so I said, hey, you know what, Lore? I believed you on the other two, but I don't believe you about California. I think you went to California. And he's like, oh, yeah? Well, you're one of them. I don't trust you, and I don't need your help. And I had literally just come from sentencing on a case right. in federal court that morning, and I was so distraught over the result of that that I had come home, and I was I laid on my bed, and tears just rolled down my face. I was so frustrated with the feds. Mm-hmm. So for him to actually accuse me at that moment of uh-huh. being one of them, you're like... I, you know what? I'm going to go home and floss and have a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah. And have a sandwich. Oh, and have a sandwich. Sorry. Enjoy your jail oh, food. Oh, man. I was so, I freaked I, out. Yeah, I was I like, you were I said, off. I was. I said, are you kidding me? And I get it. I can see how he wouldn't really trust me being appointed. Her, well, I'm, and you're, no, okay. So let's describe you. Yeah. Like, you're a tiny lady. Blonde, blue eyes, and I, he's like, "Who is this little?" Yeah, yeah, lady? like you're gonna fight for yeah, me. You're not. Like, are you sure you you're can s- find yeah. your car in the parking lot? Exactly. <laughs> Serious, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. So I can see how he didn't trust me. Yeah, I do. I can yeah. see. And I said, "Hey, look, let me tell you something, I, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I do not like the feds today. I really dislike the feds. Mm-hmm. There are a few things you could say right now today that would offend me worse than saying I'm one of them." I am so angry, so upset with them. It's like, you couldn't say anything to make me more mad. I don't need this case. I don't need the work from this case. I was planning to head south and be rollerblading and playing pickleball. I'm feeling the sunshine on my body. I don't need this. I don't want it. And I said, look, I am here to help you. Right. And that's a favor to Randy. Yeah. And he said, well, I don't need your help because I turned my case over to God. I, what do you say to that? I know. <laughs> yes, like, like, is he coming soon? Yeah, <laughs> is he coming down? Like, how's this You're going to work need for him you? Pretty quick because uh-huh. we have trial in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And part of me thought that's really sweet. It is sweet. It and, was really and it's sweet. great that he has that kind of faith. Exactly. And I honestly, I think that that comment like reeled but me back God in. God only helps it reeled me help back himself. In. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. So I said, hey, I said the same thing. I was like, okay, look. Laura, here's the thing. God is not here to help you, so he sent me. Mm-hmm. I am the thing that's standing between you and the next 70 years in prison. I need you to work with me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't care. I don't trust you. I don't think you're on my side. I think you're one of them, and I'm, I don't need it. So and what, I was like, what is Randy saying to this whole thing? <laughs> Randy, is he just like in shock? Like, he was. Like, what's, wait, what's going on here? Yeah, he explained, like, Glor, I trust her more than any investigator. I, like, there's a reason I brought Pamela in on this. And Glor was just adamant. Yeah, I don't in need denial. This. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I told a couple of the old jokes we know about the guy where the flood comes, and he's praying for help, and his truck comes by, and they say, we're here to save you. You need to get out of your house. The guy's, no, 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 I don't need it. I prayed to God he's going to save me. And then waters come up, the boat comes by, we're here to save you. And the guy's like, no, 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 I don't need your help. God's going to save me. And then later he's sitting on the roof and a helicopter comes. He refuses all the help and he dies and drowns and goes to heaven. He gets there and he says, 
hey, why did you forsake me? Yeah, I, why didn't you save why me? Why didn't you save me? And, and the Lord says, are you kidding me? I sent a truck, a boat, and a helicopter. How, what do you need? Yeah, how much more can I help you? Exactly. And I thought for sure that story would get glory. He didn't. He was He's not a, biting. He, really, he still wasn't. No. And I said, okay, look, I don't know if you heard me when I said, I don't need this. I don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. I am here to help you. You really don't want to do this case without an investigator helping. And you really want me. Mm-hmm. I am the best. I am passionate about what I do. I am tired, but I will fight for you. And he's still just sitting there. So then I told about the guy who is running around the country preaching to everyone that like, you need to f- find Jesus and he will save you. And I, the Lord is, is responsible for everything. And he comes across a garden and he decides, I need to tell this guy. I wonder if he knows that he wouldn't have this. That the Lord did this for him. So he knocks on the door and he says, I saw your beautiful garden. I just wanted to remind you that that is from the Lord. The Lord has provided everything and he's provided that beautiful garden for you. And the guy said, yeah, well, you should have seen it before I got here. <laughs> so I said, look, Glore, honestly, the Lord doesn't work without us doing our part. Right. You need my help. And he said, okay, uh, yeah, you're right. I lied. I did go to California. And Seriously? Said, yeah. After those two stories, he finally was like, find- oh, P.S., I was in California. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I wow. said, Okay, tell me what yeah, happened. Yeah, why were you there? Yeah, mm-hmm. I said, I'm on your side. No matter what happens, I am on your side. Let's find out the facts. Let's deal with Let's deal with it. You won't believe how this case ends. It has an awesome ending. Really cool stuff I learned in this investigation. You've got to listen to the second half of Glory to God. Thanks for listening to Pamela Private Eye.